So we're here. We're finally doing this podcast. I think it's been uh, months upon months upon months of just different stuff going on around here. We've started doing a live video on Instagram at the end of last year, and that just it just didn't it wasn't a smooth transition into a podcast. But we figured it out. We are here now, and we have now got a podcast. I'm about to slam this desk, even though I shouldn't because it's in front of my microphone. But we're finally here. You finally here. Um, good things take time. <laughs> good things take time, but also it's freaking busy as you know what around here. I mean, we're we're gonna cuss. I can say it. We're, it's busy as shit. Is what it is. Oh, for sure, man. You know, I I got the new baby, and uh, just take it. it it's too many too many podcasts. They'll start out and do like six or seven episodes, and then they'll just never post again. And we're not gonna be that. You know, <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like this will be more of like an every first start. It'll probably be every two weeks, you know, give us some time to build up some content and stuff. But once we get deeper into it, I could see us definitely doing it probably once a week at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Once, maybe even twice a week. Who knows? I mean, we, we drink too much coffee for us not to do as much talking as we do. I mean, we, <laughs> we talk on the phone way too dang much. And that's just uh, now it's time to record these conversations. Get them out there. I know. What is it like? Usually like an hour and a half to two hours on the phone every day. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to censor some names in these conversations, but other than that, you know, it'll be about the same thing <laughs> or we just say the name. I mean, whatever, you know, I we'll actually, we'll see. I had a, you know, I had a, I had a gig the other day. Um, and we're going to get deeper into the intro here, but I had a gig the other day and someone requested a song, uh, from someone that I've, I've met before and I had a particularly bad experience. And it was funny because I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, I don't really play their songs, you know, because of something that happened. And I like kept talking and I was like, dude, shut up. I was like, what are you saying? Because like, you know, like, I don't know. You just don't want to be spreading those things because, <laughs> and I just kind of looked at Christina and Christina was like, Oh, uh-uh. like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> oh man. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, what we're trying to accomplish here is basically just, you know, we're, we are, we're building obviously my music career uh, along with, you know, uh, merch apparel. Uh, and the thing that I think jumps out to me is that we're a hundred percent dedicated to being as much made in America as possible. Um, the United States here, uh, it's something that we both feel very strongly about and something that we bonded about from the beginning. Uh, because a lot of people just don't care. They're all about, profits they're all about money they're all about uh stuff that really doesn't matter in the long term for me with with music it it bothers me that so many people they're following the same formula because their their definition of success is is profit their definition of success is the bigger the house they have the more they can go show their friends hey look i made it hey i made it look you know it's not about the art. It's not about the art of what you're doing and how you're expressing it because people who actually feel what they're doing with their music, I mean, it shows you're, you're putting your heart and soul into something and you're opening up to people in a way that a lot of people uh, don't because they take the safer option. They think, okay, I'm going to write a song that is exactly like everyone else's because that's what I think is good. And I think that's where overconsumption of music can kind of hurt you also but well, yeah and there's there's a lot of parallels to the music game and the apparel game you know it, you can print a, an awesome shirt you can put whatever graphic you want onto it 
nobody's going to pick that up out of their closet if they wore it and they hated it. You know, if it was uncomfortable, if it wasn't the same as, you know, some of the higher quality quality shirts that they have, they're not going to pick it up again. You know, they're going to pick something else because it's more comfortable, even though it's not exactly what they want on their shirt that day. Um, same with the music game. You know, it, you can have you can write a catchy song, but if you don't have good lyrics, you know, are people really going to continue to listen to that just because it's catchy? Probably not, at least in the long term. Um and so that's, you know, coming from me, that's that's kind of been my dedication is like, I, I'm just going to buy American made products and not just any American made products, just really, really good quality, good quality stuff. Um, something that somebody wants to wear, even if there's nothing on it, you know, because I have plenty of my own blank shirts that I'll wear, you know, even if it doesn't have anything on it. And um, even if it's not my favorite, you know, I would rather pick that up out of my closet because I know, you know, it was it was made by people who live in the same country you know i i'm by buying that shirt i'm supporting their families putting food on their table um and the the most recent study i found i think it was from 2017 only five percent of all the clothing made in the entire world um is made in the u.s so you know i would love to bump that up <laughs> to 20 if we could um you know just by supporting the companies that that make their clothes here yeah, well, and it also comes with a local connection, you know, and I think that's where uh, whenever I talk about uh, like uh, music in that sense, uh, you know, I think we have a lot of consumers here that are very spoiled with, with art in general because uh, something can be good, but uh, or something can be catchy, but is it good? It's the same thing as like every, I'd say every shirt that's made you know like there's always that good idea where people pick up on it and it gains steam and then mm -hmm. you see 10,000 10, others that are exactly the same because everybody wants a piece of that pie now they didn't create the pie but they want a piece of it now you know and, and it becomes this weird thing where it's like it, it because you can't copyright something that's that's some random idea right like we were talking about the let's go Brandon thing <laughs> if I had a dime for every shirt that I've seen that's different in some little tiny way, but it still says that and people still buy it because it's the same thing with music. Consumers don't care. Right. Consumers... And to get, a, to get around the copyright, you, you only, I think you only have to change like 10% of the actual graphic in order to use it. You know, that's why everybody can, you know, do copycats of the, uh, like the Jack Daniels logo, you know, all the, all the beer logos and any, anything really. Um, you just have to change 10% of it. Um, and I, dude, I can't tell you, especially whenever the let's go Brandon was popular. I made, I think I made at least three different variations of that graphic. And each time somebody, somebody asked about it, I was like, well, I can't do that exactly, but let me make you something that's unique to you so that, so that it's not just a copycat version of what everybody else is doing, you know? And I had to do it, like I said, at least three different versions of that. And it was like, my God. <laughs> let's find find something different you know <laughs> get something a little well, bit more unique you know it's funny in the, in the music world uh you've heard of the black keys right uh i think so i i think everybody's heard their you know like they got their sound that's that's very unique you know i i talked to a music publisher one time and he talked about how like companies will come to them and they'll say hey you know i i want something i want the black keys and they're like well this is how much it costs to put it in like commercial or whatever and they they would end up getting someone who sounded basically exactly like the sound of it, but paid less for it. 
because that's I mean, it's good business is what it is. But that's where my point is, is, is the separation of business and art, because, you know, I always think of this as as art really shouldn't be an industry in a way, because that's not art, you know, writing for a career or or may or creating for a career is not art. If you're concerned about if it's going to progress your career, you're not creating in the right way. Um, that's just my overall view on it, because the more that you can actually fulfill yourself with art is really the point of it. And don't get me wrong, it's a it's a healthy byproduct to make a career out of something you love, like creating. Uh, but there is a point in time where you can get, it's so easy to get addicted to what the confines of success are. It's so easy to get addicted to, oh, how many followers do I have? How many likes did that post get? It Oh, this song went platinum. That's, I'm addicted, you know, because that's what, that's an addiction. Uh, to me, and I was thinking about this last night, uh, every time that I, I out listen uh, these songs that I've recorded, you know, because I've listened to them a million times, I get that itch and that hunger to create something else because of that, that high I get from creating an expression, that form of expression. I get a high off that. Like, I feel so dang good to listen to the songs. But then at the end of the process, I'm like, I want to do this even more. Like, I want my next idea to come to me now. And I, oh, can see where, and I can see where people are like, I need to get in a writer's room. I need to get other people to give me ideas. Okay, look, no. Because it's going to come to you organically. You know, like, because I stress myself out sometimes where I'm like, I feel like I'm not having any ideas lately. Like, is this it? Am I never going to have an idea again? And yeah. never have a good idea? But same for me with same for me with shirt graphics. You know, it's like I I can't think of anything right this moment. I don't know what I'm gonna put on the next shirt. But then when I find it, you know, I even if I don't sell it, I'm like I I still like it. You know, I I wouldn't put anything on a shirt if I didn't like it myself. You know, and and originality it it takes a lot longer to actually um, gain traction. But man, it's it's so much more worth it knowing that. Hey, I didn't copy this other guy. I didn't copy what this other person was doing. You know, I did everything I could to do it myself. You know, and um, uh, stick to that. Stick to stick to um, what you wanted to do versus what you knew might sell. That's 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 what separates a lot of people in the business world. Is you know, are you are you doing something you you want to? Are you doing something that you know people? will will need or are you just doing what the next guy does because you know you know you can make whatever amount of money yeah well and putting in the right habits too because you know your mind is only as creative as you let it be so you know i have this thing where uh i get distracted really easily and it's so easy to just pull up and tiktok and you're just like scrolling scrolling <laughs> scrolling scrolling it's it's very bad for your creative brain you know, like it's great for your boredom if you're bored. But I always say this boredom creates or boredom breeds creativity. And I've never been more creative than like whenever I was a kid. Right. Whenever I first learned how to play guitar. Let me tell you what, dude, I, I, I would learn songs and I would get creative whenever I was bored because I was bored. I was like, I need something to do. I'm going to go to my room and play guitar Um because you need something to do and your mind goes to its form of expression. But you have all these things nowadays that are so distracting. People don't, people don't, um, isolate themselves enough nowadays and just learn to know yourself 
learning to know yourself is something that's so underrated. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll just like to go out to eat alone and just try things because like that's nobody does it, you know, because they're so afraid of spending time with themselves. Yeah. Figure yourself out. Be confident in the person that you are by actually figuring out what makes you tick. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, I always like going to the movies by myself, but um, yeah. I just don't like people talking over top of the movie. <laughs> it's like, shut it, up. It, it, just, it just makes you even more mad. You're like, oh, I hate my life. I wish I could just run out this whole movie theater. Yeah, I would have just rented a movie at home, man. You know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely get that. But for me, it's just people, people, uh, they look past that. They're like, uh, I don't need to get to know myself. I need to find someone else to fulfill my own goals. You know? Oh, yeah. And each, 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 uh, each step of your life, you're going to have to relearn yourself again. You know, coming out of law enforcement into printing t shirts, man, it, it, it's a, it's a totally different business. You know, it's, it's harder to do that than it was to be a cop. And, it's interesting to say that, but I mean, it is like, <laughs> uh, you kind of, I, I had to basically rewire myself and I'm still rewiring myself coming from that world, you know, after over seven years of that, um, and me only being 31 years old, like that's, that's a good portion of my, my life, basically my entire adult life. Um, you know, transitioning from that is not, it's not easy, you know, having to, having to rely on, you know, whatever, whatever business you get, um, and trying to do it to the best of your ability and failing at times. Um, that's, it's, man, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to, it's a difficult thing to live with, um, coming from that world. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just, just a whole new, whole new journey that, uh, I probably wasn't as prepared for (laughs) as I thought I was. Um, you know, it took it took a while for me to actually start to gain ground, and I'm still just just beginning to gain ground. You know, I'm certainly not this uh, not this uh, you know million dollar company or anything like that. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you, you learn and you push forward, and you 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 find different ways to do it. You know, the thing the thing I've been focusing on a lot, and um, it's actually provided provided people with a lot better. Um, a lot better selection and a lot, a lot, a lot, um, a lot, something that they really want is, uh, doing fulfillment, um, like Teespring. Cause yeah. it, it, you, you can't, you can't really find that with American made products. And I guess it's like print on demand or whatever, whatever they call it. Um, you know, that's, that's really what I've been focusing on. Um, and it's, uh, starting to gain ground. Yeah. It's I mean, nice. and there's always going to be these transitions, you know, in, Specifically, you know, with I'd say with me, another good example is is this idea that whenever I was in Nashville, you know, as I was in Tennessee, um, it it seemed like this the only way they make it seem like the only way is like, hey, you need to get a publishing deal, you need to get a, a record deal, you need to be this way, you need to be that way, and for me, it, it was like these these people are are kind of I started to get in the mindset that these people are, are kind of lazy. You know, like they want other people to do things for them that they could be doing themselves and building themselves. Yes, it's going to take a hell of a lot more work. Okay, like that's the idea. But nowadays, it really isn't all that crazy to think, you know, because there's always the status quo that's there in those those groupthink situations where they're like, hey, go pound writer's rounds 
you know, go, which in Nashville, for people that don't know, writer's round is like somewhere where you have these writers that they show up and they, they play their songs that they wrote kind of back to back to back to back. Right. Uh, and it, it it's, it's all networking, which to me, like networking is great. You know, like learn your people, get people around you that you like and that you, you like working with on a daily basis, you know, like, but people look down upon people who are trying to build stuff, you know, trying to build independent stuff because whenever you get to that independent uh, hierarchy where you're like up here, that's when everybody starts coming around. They start trying to do the same thing under you where they're like, oh, sign me, sign me, sign me, do this, do that. And it's like, why? You know, like what? What are you chasing? Why yeah, they, you building? they told me this is how it works and this is what I need to do. It's like, no, you don't. You can do it however you want to. There's a thousand ways to to yeah. skin a cat, like they say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you never heard that before. No. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a sound. It's a sub. Oh, thing, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't been out skinning cats lately. So, uh, but I mean, it, it it's one of those things where. Why, why are we all, it's because it's a mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to find that money and that's what they'll promise you. They'll promise you money. Now, I've never been in the situation where I've been offered some million dollar contract, of course, but in my mind, I'm like, I have a lot more fun enjoying that journey and building something a lot different, a lot bigger. And it also, it, it makes me think about how we view uh, fame in this world. You know, so a lot of people are chasing after doing the same things that their their celebrity idols have done. So say, mm-hmm. oh, I want to play the Grand Ole Opry. That's wonderful, but why? Why <laughs> right. do you why do you want to be a part of this marketing scheme where your record label posts you up there and they're like, oh, it's a family. You want to be an opera member. You want to do this. Well, why? Because even people that you love that have played there, it's just a stage. It's just a place. Uh, it's not anything that, like, yes, a lot of great musicians have played there. That's wonderful. But why not make your own type of Grendel Opry House that, yeah. has this, that does the same thing? Why not make your own festival? Why not make your own events? You know, like everybody said, oh, I want to play Bonnaroo. Why? Because other people did it? You know, like what yep. what drives you to do that? Because to me, what's driving me is saying, I want to make my art and that is it. You know, like I don't want to be uh, doing anything else other than that. Yeah, people get too comfortable with fame. They get, they get too comfortable with people liking them and telling them that they're the best thing in the world. You know, so you're not. You're not the best thing in the world. You're just an average person that, you know, you can you can clip clip together videos online really well, and people have this view of what your life is. That's not your life, you know. That's that's not who you are. Um, but it should it should be uncomfortable. It should be you should feel a little bit uncomfortable with fame and with people listening to you and agreeing with everything you say. You know, it's the same with same with power and authority, especially like a, a politician, law enforcement, whatever. You should feel uncomfortable with that with that. Uh, the authority that you've been given, you know, it, it, it shouldn't feel, if it feels comfortable, you, you're in the wrong mindset, you know? I mean, why, why in the heck does, uh, do people chase after attention from other people? You know, and that's the thing that always boggles my mind is that, that, like, why? We've created this marketing thing where they look at famous people and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this person, like, in person. 
Yeah, right? mo- most of it is trying to replace something that they don't have within themselves. Right. Yeah. That's what. Now, that's really uh, what it comes down to. And and like you said, you know, they're good at posting videos together, like clipping them together. And you think about that. How weird is it that our attention spans are so like quick moving that whenever we look at videos that are clipped together like that, you know, like fast moving videos. Take for example, David Dobrik, you know, the famous YouTuber. You watch his vlogs, and it's like. Boom, 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 boom. Everything's back to back to back to back to back clips of just random stuff. And people love it. Why? Because it's it's keeping their mind occupied during that 10, sometimes 10 minute video. You don't know what the heck's going on. Like, it doesn't matter. You're just seeing all these random, interesting things happen back to back to back to back to back. And it keeps your attention. Yeah, just like your music video. Like, how long did that, you know, three minute and something video, to, how long did that take to shoot? Like, that was a long, long day. It was... Well, and I also have a problem with, like, I, I love doing music videos. Like right. Everything. You know, like, it's wonderful. It's great. But, like, we have to do it because it keeps people's attention. Mm-hmm. It gives them something visual to connect with the song in their mind. They don't even think about what they're connecting it with. But when they see that, they're like, they're like, oh, I saw that cool video. And now, it, to their mind, the song seems a lot cooler because they, they yep. watched the video. Oh, yeah, it, it's cool. It's just nobody really knows what goes on behind the scenes, you know, and a lot of a lot of people are legitimately depressed, you know, especially <laughs> as soon as they find fame. I'm telling you, man, people are yeah. people are freaking depressed, man, Well, because it didn't fill that hole that they exactly. thought. Exactly. You know, exactly. like, it, it, look, everything's at your fingertips. That doesn't fill anything. No. All the attention that you ever wanted, all the money you ever wanted. That's not the right attention that you want. Okay, these these people don't know you know you. Yeah. Your main focus like... <laughs> your main focus should be on your own life and and fulfilling normal things in your life that's going to actually fulfill you as a human, you know, and it's that deep like for example, uh emotional connection with people that are in your family and mm-hmm. close friends to you. You know, we we can always talk about these guys that that are are single because they're afraid of commitment, right? And they stay single because they are trying to fill a hole by go because their their chase is going out and they say like for some people it's hookup culture, you know they go and they find people to hook up with, then they wake up the next day and they're gone and they never filled any hole. It's a fleeting, uh, quick, quick hit of dopamine. Yeah, you know. There's no one that's going to be there for them in the dark times. You know, maybe friends, but friends aren't the same as an emotional connection you have with a significant other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's like my uh, my TikTok account. I think I think I have like thirty thousand followers right now, but that's that's because I posted a video whenever I was a cop. I posted a video in uniform. You know, basically scamming a scammer. You know, whenever they called and. Uh, that that ended up getting i think it i think it topped out at like 2.8 million views somehow cuz i guess it just hit the algorithm the right way and i think it was like 200,000 likes or 300,000 likes something like that you know yeah and I, I i kept looking at it i'm like i i need to delete this you know i'm going to get fired <laughs> like <laughs> there i i i'm going to get written up you know whatever so i ended up deleting it um and I put I put it back after I uh, quit the department, but it was it was so uncomfortable because it's like, why why are people liking this? You know what what is this what is this new thing that like 
people are paying attention to a video I posted. Like it was, it was super weird. I didn't understand it. And, you know, I don't think people are really meant to understand it. I, I think, I think, like I said, it should be uncomfortable. It's like, why, why do people like me? What do I actually have to say? What do I have to offer? You know? Well, and it had nothing to do with you as a person. It just had no, to do exactly. with the, the substance of something that, that happened, you know? And I mean, it's, it's funny, but the algorithm is so weird, especially on TikTok. You know, you talk about if you had 30,000 followers, if someone has 100,000 followers, sometimes they've got videos that get like 2,000 views and you're, you're where it's different on Instagram. Whereas if you have 100,000 followers on Instagram, you're, you're probably damn sure getting some engagement numbers there. on oh, TikTok. Yeah. It's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And, and I also find it weird with views like, you know, I'll post something at, at six o'clock in the morning. It'll get 2,000 views. Right. Whenever I, which is good for me. Like I love, like that's great for me uh, because I don't get that much engagement. Yeah. But whenever I post something at two o'clock in the afternoon, it gets like seven views. And I'm like, what? All right. What, what is going on here? Like, you know, this is the same substance, the right. same stuff. Right. What are you pushing at six o'clock in the morning that's different than two o'clock in the afternoon? It's more people on their phones, maybe, but you think about how many people are out there. Does that really make a difference? Yeah, two o'clock is usually when people start picking their phones back up because they get bored at work. They get, you know, bogged down and they're like, I just need a mental break. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird. The algorithms, um, like my, my algorithms are totally separate than, you know, my wife's algorithms, especially on TikTok because TikTok is, TikTok is wild, man. Like there's, there's so many different, different versions of TikTok you can enter. Like, I don't ever see anybody dancing or anything like that. Like everybody talks about, you know, I, mine's all like the conspiracy theories. And like, I, I've heard so much about flat earth. Like it's not even <laughs> funny. Like, Oh my God. Like I, it's not that I believe it, but I'll, I'll hit like on it. Cause I'm like, just keep me on the conspiracy side of TikTok. Like, this is great. This is, this is where I want to be. You know, it's funny because I just, so moving from Nashville, I literally just made it out of that algorithm. Whenever you, know, you whenever you moved from Nashville to Florida, did you feel the curvature of the earth though? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, was on, I was on the, I, you know, I was on a plane and I was like, maybe they're right, you know? <laughs> no, but whenever I moved out of Nashville, I just made it out of the algorithm like just now. You know, and I hated seeing that shit because, like, yeah. look, if I have to see uh, someone from Kid Rock's bar throwing up in the corner again, <laughs> or if I have to see something that happened at Robert's Western World, which, granted, okay, wonderful, great. I just don't care about the Broadway algorithm. I could care less about seeing that stuff because it's a bunch of people who go there and they let loose for the weekend, which is wonderful, but they let loose way I hate to say this, but way too dang much. Like it's like they've never seen a bar before. Oh yeah, and everybody feels protected nowadays. Like they like yeah. you know, nobody can hurt me. Nobody can do this to me. And it's like every every person from your group was that drunk that night. Like, Dude. do you understand? Like, what and could I'm have not happened? saying. Well, I'm not saying that I haven't been that way down there. Like a hundred percent, I've been in those shoes. You know, like obviously grown a lot from it uh but i've been in those shoes like it's an easy place just to lose like lose control very easily you know because you go from one bar to the next bar to the next bar to the next bar and all of a sudden you're 10 drinks in and you're like 
oh shit, like there's no going back now because <laughs> you had you had to have a drink at every bar, right? Right. And you're going and they're all in a line right there. So like you're going from bar to bar to bar to bar. And like I've learned a lot from that, but you know, like definitely been in those shoes. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like I feel bad for the cops down there. Oh God. I I couldn't imagine the type of stuff they have to deal with, you know. I've I had my fair share of uh working nights downtown and you know while sometimes it was fun um it's just it's just annoying it it really is like yeah. why why do you guys do the things that you do like i feel like i'm i you know i have five kids i feel like i'm watching my kids here like <laughs> the only difference is i can actually put you in handcuffs and take you to jail if i if i have to <laughs> i can't do that to them but it's like, all right, come on, bug, just come to timeout for a little Whoa. while. You're you can't be fighting with the bouncer. <laughs> and it, I, I'll tell you, dude, women were the worst. Like, no shit, dude. Like, it was almost like back to back. Where, oh, dude, every time down there, every time you'll there's always like clockwork. You'll find uh, uh, some girl from a bachelorette party crying mm-hmm. on the sidewalk about yeah. something, fighting with the bouncers, falling. You know, fighting with each other my god like yeah. you think you think guys are bad whenever they go downtown and get get drunk like that oh they things? were there's women. definitely times there are but man women, there was a, women are the worst there was a time one time where uh christina and i were down there and everybody was making a crowd around this alleyway <laughs> and it was this cop chasing a guy down the alleyway this guy was running full speed away from the cop um and he tackled him in the alleyway and everybody just started like clapping and it's like a big spectacle to watch like these cops try and handle you know, everything that's going on down there because down there it gets packed in the summertime. And when yeah. I say packed, I mean shoulder to shoulder on the sidewalk. Yep. You know, everybody, everybody pulls out their phone and nobody tries to help out. Well, I mean, do you want someone trying to help out wrestle a guy down to the ground? That sounds like a liability problem to me. Sometimes. I mean, it, yeah, well, I'm just saying, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about more so whenever, like before the cops get there, you know, and yeah. it's, yeah. it's so common to pull out your phone because you want to get that YouTube video or that, that Instagram reel or TikTok video. But man, could you, you could have done a, a, a whole lot to, to stop this situation, but you just didn't. You chose not to. <laughs> you know that, I that's why you, that's why you have people on the New York subway while that while that girl was getting sexually assaulted or raped or whatever it was, while they just watched for like forty five minutes until the police arrived. Like that's yeah. that 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 breeds culture for not I, I'm not not what do you, what do you call it? Um, not victimhood. Um, <laughs> just onlookers you know you, yeah. you nobody nobody steps in to do something because they don't feel like they have to you know it's like I, what kind of content can i capture <laughs> why are you worried about that you know <laughs> yeah well 100 percent. and there was uh there was actually another time that i thought of that's funny you, you're like there's sometimes where it's just not worth chasing someone especially for example like in a big crowd like that a lot of times it's probably not worth trying to track them down right like once you've scared them enough you just let them kind of as long as they're not causing huge problems, like there was a time where we were outside of a FGL house and we were standing there and we saw this person run past the security guard outside and run down the street because they stole a shot glass, a shot glass. The security guard's first reaction was to run after him down the street <laughs> for a shot glass. The guy went and hid behind a building. He hid behind the building until the security guard went past and then we watched him just walk out like that's you're so chasing funny. a guy over a shot glass you know like sometimes it's just like maybe just let him go maybe yeah just, like 
that five dollar bill at Waffle House? Is it really worth taking that report, or you know, should should you, should they just be out five dollars? You know? That's like it's those like people liability. Dude, yeah. Sometimes it was like, "Are you serious?" Like, I've, I've gotten called for like a one dollar candy bar before, and it's like, "We wanted, <laughs> we wanted, we want you to do this report and find this guy and take out a warrant." And I'm like, "But I have a dollar. Like, I'll just give you a dollar, and <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll, candy just bar. I'll just leave though. Like, I, I'll, I'll just leave. You, you take the dollar and just put it in your cash register and just ring it up. Like, they're like, "No, no, we want this guy charged." I'm like, "I'm not charging this guy. You, I, I have to take the report because it's my job." But you guys, you guys can go take out charges if you want to. I'm not even going to get involved with that. And then sometimes you show up and it's like, I, you know, it's $5 and this dude can't pay. And it's like, all right, well, here's $5, you know, and people are, people are grateful for it sometimes, you know, it's a, it's, it's all about helping people when you can and yeah. taking people to jail when you have to and when you need to, because there's well, times yeah. that you need to, you know. Not for a shot glass, but <laughs> well, you have to be you have to be selective about what really matters because right. especially nowadays, you know, I, I read a quote. Someone shared a quote, and they said, "It said if you're not sharing your opinion on something, it means you don't care enough." No, 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 no. It's like hold up. If I'm on Facebook and I see something that I don't like, it's not worth my time to comment on it. Why? Yeah. Because Johnny's crazy uncle is going to start running into the conversation with God knows what. Yeah. Um, it's, and, there's and, a, there's, and, yeah, there's a difference the in lost, the long lost cousin is all of a sudden <laughs> in the conversation and he's calling you all sorts of names. And it's like, look, I'm just here to share an opinion. And people are like, I don't give a shit about your opinion. It's like, okay, chill. <laughs> That's why I don't like the public forum setting. Like if you're in conversation, yes. Like sometimes I can have a good conversation over a cup of coffee and just like chill out. But in other times, like on Facebook, uh-uh, I ain't getting into that conversation anyway. Yeah, there's a difference in not caring and not caring what you think. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care what you think. It's not because I don't care about the topic, but I'm just not going to jump in and be the the next guy at, you know, 6 a.m. on the way to work. Like, I'm taking back the country. And it's like, set, settle down, buddy. This is, It's just Instagram. It's just Instagram. Uh this isn't a place for, I don't think Instagram's a place to be serious anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it, well, it shouldn't be. It's kind of like Twitter. Like, I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah. I am not even on Twitter. Why? Because I, I never, I don't have enough things to post about. Like, I'm not going to sit there and, <laughs> and think my thoughts and think like, oh, that was witty. Let me just go ahead and type that in. That's the only thing I do on Twitter is like, oh, that, this is, this is funny. And I, I'll just, respond to somebody that says something ridiculous and just start a uh but but people take it serious and that's what's really funny <laughs> whenever you say something and you're being totally sarcastic and it's just totally satire and then people just start jumping on it because they think it's serious and, and it's just it's so funny to, to, to just look from the sideline kind of and just understand that people take this as the real world and that's why i mean i think i think i think the metaverse will pop off for a little while and i think people will really get into it but i don't think it'll last that long you know the people people really feel like it's it's real like this is the real world like twitter is twitter is the public forum like no dude it's not like you don't hear people talking like that whenever you go down to the bar whenever you go down to the restaurant whenever you just yeah. walk down the street you don't hear people talking about that well, it like takes most... it takes it takes away the human presence of yeah. having a conversation of talking to other people well the human presence is twice removed because most people especially yeah. especially politicians like they don't even run their own account 
So whenever yeah. you respond to it, it's like they're not seeing that. You know, it's 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 an intern that's running their social media accounts. There is, you know, I I will say nowadays there is a lot bigger percentage of uh, musicians that run their own accounts on oh, really? like, Instagram, Twitter. Like you can tell the ones that don't, because usually whenever they don't, it's just a bunch of ads on their page. Like there, there's no personal posts. <laughs> like which honestly, if you're at that level that you can do that, why why would you? If if that's not an interest of yours, if it's not an interest of yours to be posting your life on that, and you've already made it, you've kind of lucked out. Why? Because in the early 2000s, you didn't have to worry about that. Like if you were big by then, you're good to go. If you have that loyal fan base that will stick with you, I think like. Uh, if you look at, let me, let me look it up real quick because I know there was one I saw the other day where I'm like, yeah, he definitely doesn't run this. Oh yeah. You can tell how genuine people are, you know? And I mean, a lot of people just don't have time for it, but even if you don't have that much time, like just do one sentence, you know? And then, I don't know. I have no knowledge of this, but I can bet you <laughs> money that Kenny Chesney does not run his Instagram account because like think about think about this like some of the pictures here like it's just a picture of him on stage holding a shirt that says virginia is for lovers right <laughs> and it says can't wait to spread the love virginia see you tonight you know thank you pittsburgh for one rocking night you know like you know that that's just someone there that's just kind of posting good pictures for him yeah and, and like i said in the early 2000s you didn't need to worry about that your main priority was getting on the radio uh making connections with people who had power because in the early 2000s was whenever the record labels and all those music companies they had the power mm -hmm. nobody could record from their bedroom uh, they could but it'd take a lot of money and it'd yeah. take a lot more research than a lot of people had the time to do yeah and, and most of the time there's different companies that will run it for you you know they're not just running you know Kenny Chesney's account you know they're doing Kenny Chesney's and like 50 other people so yeah. it's just, it's super interesting. Well, they've got such a business, like, uh, I mean, such huge, huge businesses because th them themselves, I mean, he's making it, he's got to be making at least a million dollars every time he walks on stage <sighs> just because of the production that he's putting on. Like he's doing stadiums mm -hmm. and stadiums are just a different level. Like whenever you get to that point, it's you're, you're in the upper echelon of like everything going on. Oh, I dude, I couldn't imagine. Goes Just, from like clubs, theaters. Um, I'd say there's probably medium-sized theaters in between that that you can kind of like amphitheaters, maybe, and then arenas, stadiums. You know, like there's there's a natural progression of things. And we've watched people like like Morgan Wallen, for example. I mean, he was playing. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say he was ready for headlining until he had his big controversy, and then all of a sudden he blew <laughs> up, and now he's playing big amphitheaters, and I'm sure he'll be playing, well, he's already played big arenas, but at some point, he's probably going to get a stadium show. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that he hadn't. I kind of assumed that he had If he hasn't already. If yeah. he hasn't already. I may be wrong about that. I don't just follow his career like, like tit for tat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. But, you know... Yeah. There, the, the, with the different levels, man, it comes with it comes with a lot of sacrifices and a lot, and you're never the same person when you come out of it. And it, looking from the outside, it's like, man, is it is it worth it? Like, is it really worth it um, to get to get to that level and get to that fame? Because I can go back to it, you know, most people are just depressed, even even at that 
even at that level and how many people like you because well there's a shift there's a shift that happens and the, yeah. the shift that happens is that whenever you're say you're at the beginning of your career you know you, you have not many followers supporters blah 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 uh you have to try to be a bad person like to be a not humble person at that the shift happens where at that whenever you get that much success you actually it's the opposite you have to try you have to actively try to be a humble person yeah what do you what do you think the what do you what do you think the threshold is is it like six thousand followers and get a couple managers oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I, is that I, is that like the threshold I, there i i see way too many people especially in nashville where you know they're they're like oh you know like i got this manager that's been helping me and doing this and doing that and i'm like why like <laughs> you got like you got like two thousand dollars man like if you, can't keep, <laughs> if you can't keep up with that you're just not managing your time well you yeah. know like, and there's people who scam other people there. You know, they, they tell them, they're like, oh, I can make you do this. I can get you here, get you there. The truth is, man, it's a lot of, it's a lot of luck. You know, in mm -hmm. good parts of it, it's a lot of luck. A lot of things happening go, and going your way in secession. You know, it yeah. doesn't just happen from hard work. I know a bunch of hard workers that have gotten nowhere because it sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but again, Tim, Tim Montana is a perfect example. And, you know, he does... He does a lot of stuff with Black Rifle and stuff like that, but you know he was in he was in Nashville. I think I think he said he was in Nashville for like twelve years, and uh, <laughs> and he kept getting denied and denied and denied, and he just kind of stuck around. And by the time he actually went somewhere, I think he was like thirty five or thirty six, and yep. uh, you know he's he's super grateful for it. But it's because it's because of how he was raised, and it was because of his hard work and what he what he actually pushed through you know and he's just super humble and super grateful about it so it's not everybody you know it's just well it's but it comes some people it, man it comes back to what you define as success mm -hmm. the fact oh, yeah. that i the fact that i'm making music that i want to make is success to me yeah do i am i able to provide for my kids you know am i able to spend time with them you know and make enough money to pay the bills like yeah that's that's success right there you know, well, it, I'm already, I'm already fulfilled. Like I'm already, yep. as far as my definition of what success is, I'm already fulfilled. I feel good that I'm making music that I want to make and doing the things that I want to do. And I have the means and resources to do that. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm so grateful for where I'm at is that, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, you moved out of Nashville. Does that mean like you stopped trying? <laughs> like there's this, I've been asked that so many times now since I moved out and it's so weird that that is what people define as trying to make music is going to a city. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't stopped trying. I've just realized it's a bunch of bullshit <laughs> at the forefront. You know? Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to be this cookie cutter, you know, because look, I could go and start wearing whiskey bent hats and hanging out at Red Door Saloon every night. I could start doing that. You know what? I'll move back to Nashville and I'll just go and hang out there every night and I'll post pictures from there and I'll go do this and I'll go do that. Everything that everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. you know, like honestly, I could ride that train as far as I wanted to go, but would I feel fulfilled? No, yeah. because I'm doing the same goddamn thing as everyone else. Would I get more followers if I reposted everybody else's memes that I didn't work for and didn't create myself? Sure. Absolutely. You know, people get, thousands and thousands of followers because they'll post like six six memes that they screenshot it every day 
you know is that authentic yep. no it's not well and know? this is the thing this is my this is my idea uh you can do you can do anything you want you know like if you want to live your life that way fine you do that i won't respect you for it but you do <laughs> no. that you know like there's plenty of people i know who have sold out for tiktok you know they they've sold out and when i say sold out i mean like doing things that are just like kind of of low moral value where mm -hmm. i'm like i just don't respect it you know like and you'll get somewhere you will there's a lot of places you can go that way because a lot of again a lot of consumers they don't think about things as deeply as they should mm -hmm. no they and, don't absolutely not it's like oh other people like this i think i like it too you know <laughs> consumers need to be picky they need to be more yeah. picky and that's the thing that i i stress to people so much is like when you want to support an artist and what they do, like deep dive into who they are as a person. Really mm -hmm. think about it deeply because you're supporting something like, are they even doing it because they actually are creating something or are they doing it because they look at it as, well, I'm getting successful at it, so I guess I should just keep doing it. Right. Just because you're good at it, it doesn't mean that you are... I hate to say this, but it, so many people, they again, they look at the business sense of, mm -hmm. of art, of if it's succeeding. Okay, but business is not art. Yep. Those two, separation. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. But we're rocking at about 45 minutes, man. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. You know, so final thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, we've got merch available uh, at AmericanOwnedApparel.com and AmericanOwnedApparel.com slash Ryan Joyce if you want to check out my specific merch. Uh, but we're going to be doing this every two weeks, just kind of having conversations about daily topics, uh, daily things. We may even bring up some news stories and stuff like that. Thank you for listening. Tune in again. Absolutely, man. Good time. <laughs>